He's blonde and bitchin'. She's sporty and sassy. Together, they're perfectly imperfect. It's Jesse and Jenna's messy podcast. Cheers! <laughs> you know, if you get sweaty and want to take your shirt off, that'd be just fine. Okay, so after this recording, I'm coming over for dinner, and I believe we have a misunderstanding because you just said. I can't wait to have dinner cooked for me. Yeah, and you're that, cooking dinner. I'm cooking dinner? Yeah. I, I was under the impression that I was supplying the ingredients. Whoa. <laughs> so for the people listening right now, this is the deal between Jesse and I, is that he brings the wine, I cook the dinner. Usually. Always. Yeah. Always. Always. You've never, I've always provided the food, you provide the wine. Yeah, yeah. Now you said, oh, I have this HelloFresh meal or whatever. I need to use it. I'll, let's just do that. So you're bringing it over. You cook it. I brought the wine. Oh, uh, well, see, the reason I I'm pissed. I should have just went with your pad tie because ah! the whole reason I wanted to bring this box over is because I'm not good at these boxes. My sisters keep sending them to me and I don't like cooking. I'm not good at it. I don't know what I'm doing. I burn things. And, but in the end, I love these meals. They are very good meals, but there's a lot of steps to them. So I was really relying on your help. And I thought we could do it like a date night together in the kitchen. I could hold the small of your back. You can sip your wine. My <laughs> kitchen's way too small for two people to cook in it. I'm not going to leave you in there unattended or around burning elements no okay i wish sharp knives no compromise but i will definitely uh what's the word i'm looking for i drank two bottles of wine last night that's why i'm like <laughs> uh <laughs> great I will so you supervise. won't notice i will supervise okay assist too please assist, assist. Uh, so we do have the history of petting parties that we're going to be doing on this episode but before oh. we do that Mm. We need to go over, you texted me and you're like, I have this amazing story for the podcast about an old woman. Yes, yes. I embarrassed the hell out of myself at Farm Boy, of all places, your favorite grocery store. Yeah. And it was about an old woman. What? what, Yeah, what crossed your mind? Because I wanted to save it for the podcast. But when I said I embarrassed myself with an old woman, what do you think? What was your first thought? Well, it makes me nervous when you say things like that. And you're like, no, I'm going to surprise you. Because like my little PR heart goes, what is he going to say when he says he has a weird story about an elderly woman? That's where my mind went. And then you just are like, I better stop wondering. Well, I was drinking my wine. So definitely just went in one ear and eventually out the other. Well, I think you'll be very proud of me because it was very out of character for me. I was at Farm Boy and I was in a good mood because the weather yesterday was phenomenal. It's not too humid anymore. And I feel like there's this vibe of the world coming back on now, right? Right. Like the security guard didn't even make me use sanitizer when I went. I was like, do I need to sanitize? And he was like, no, it's okay. Yeah. And they're pretty diligent about that at Farm Boy. So I'm like, wow, it's like the world really must be back. And so I was in a great mood and people were kind of like smiling with their eyes. It was just a happy vibe. So I got to the cash and there was this old woman in front of me who was so cute. And um, I picked this cash because, you know, there was nobody in it. And I'm cursed. Are you cursed with this? Whenever I pick the short cash, something happens like it's a coupon clipper or someone paying in dimes. But anyway, so she was paying and she had a $10 bill. She was holding like with her dear life, you know how old people do. Yeah. So he's like, okay, your total's 14, whatever. 
And here she is with her proud $10 bill. And then she starts asking questions. Well, I thought the kidney beans were on sale and all this. And I was like, here we fucking go. But then my heart softened. I thought, no, you know, it's happy. Pay it forward. I'm going to do something I've never done before. I'm about to save the fucking day and pay for this woman's order. And so I get up in the nerve. I'm like, is this, you know, what would you do? Where's John Keonis? Like everybody watching. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, you know, don't worry about that, hon. Just add it to my bill. I said to the cashier, so proud. And the silence that came over the whole store was like deafening. And in that moment, I was like, okay, come out now. I'm done with this. Because nobody was saying anything because the cashier was kind of like looking at her for approval. And she turns to me and says, oh, don't worry about it, hon. I just like to make sure these corporations aren't ripping me off. (laughs) What? And then... She pulls out of her little white purse, the biggest wad of $100 bills I've ever seen in my (laughs) life. And she hands one to this guy to pay her 14 fucking dollars. And of course, a farm boy, you can pay with a hundred dollar bill. Right. Oh, I was so humiliated. And so I just went back to my little spot, social distance (laughs) spot. And I just hung my head. I was so embarrassed. I should have known better, right? At farm boy, a poor old woman's not going to farm boy. That is really nice of you though. Like I, I have to say that is completely out of care. Like not out of character. You're a nice person, but not that that is not the story I expected. I know. I never, this is why I'm more, I'm never doing it again, by the way. That was it. No. <laughs> Pay it forward yourself. Yeah, like, that I'm, woman is it a hero. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Maybe she was testing me. Eh? Maybe, maybe she was like, let's see. Cause it was an attitude shift. Like she was playing the little old lady role and then it was shoulders back. Oh no, I'm good. Like I couldn't believe it. And I, uh, you try she's, to do something nice. Right. She's smart though. Yeah. <laughs> As an elderly person, you can't let people take advantage of you. Elder abuse. Yeah. Right. And it happens. They're the biggest victims of fraud. Oh, geez. So I didn't feel too pet after that. (laughs) But I bet she would have uh, wanted to have an orgy. This wasn't quite an orgy. (laughs) Well, no, you know, the truth is if she would have let me pay, I'd be here bitching about the $14 I wasted. Well, I was going to say, what, did you reach into your savings to get that $14? <laughs> <laughs> nope, I still got it now. Thanks, old lady. Oh. Yeah. All right. So this is the history of petting parties. Yes, I would like to have an orgy. Right. This yes. isn't quite an orgy. Oh. Hold on. Can you hear that? Is it an ice cream truck? Either that or someone's playing bagpipes. Sounds like an ice cream truck to me. Oh my God. The sounds of summer. We got to go. Hurry up. I want to catch that truck. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's been so long because I'm lactose intolerant and the way I discovered it was from eating ice cream. So it's been so long that I don't even remember what ice cream tastes like. Really? Yeah. <gasps> I'm going to have to get you this kind from my sister. She just brought it over. Um, it's made of almonds. It's like almond milk, but okay. it is actually really good. I'll find it and bring it over sometime. Sounds good. All right. So you were just talking about how the world is starting to open up. Um, A lot of people are starting to say that, you know, when everyone's double vaxxed and can roam around free again, then it's going to kind of be like the roaring 20s all over again. Woo! So that's why I picked this topic, because this is when petting parties start to become really popular. Um, It was after the war, of course, and there was a brief recession. But then the economy started booming again, and there were all this new technology that came out, like cars, radios, cinema, television, sound movies. You know, it was all about, like, 
breaking from the norm almost and being innovative and forward thinking. Yeah. Um, now, what if I told you that Tinder has kind of been around the 20s? Tinder could have been around? Was Has kind of been around since the 20s. But there was no internet. I don't understand. Well, and this is what petting parties were back then, kind of. Oh, like speed dating. Remember that? Right. In a sense. So just okay. keep that in mind that okay. all full around that this is going to, this reminds me very much of Tinder and the problems that people have and complaints about Tinder is eventually they had similar complaints about these petting parties. Interesting tease. I like that because you have been kind of keeping your eye on these similarities from dating back in the day that we still have today. We haven't what? evolved. You know, it's just human. It's human. Uh, what is that course that I took in uh, university that I obviously didn't pass? Anatomy, feelings. No, emotions. it was the study of civilization, the study of humans, anthropology. anthropology. Yeah. There we go. Good okay. Team. In the 1920s, cuddling was a popular social activity with these so-called petting parties, also called snuggle pupping, taking Ooh. place all around the U.S. Cuddling, it was innocent fun for many and a great way to experiment before committing to a relationship or to a marriage. Because remember okay. back then it was very like it was very strict, like you dated someone and married them like there was not dating was not a thing. Having casual sex with people was not a thing. But interesting that they would cuddle because that's one thing I've always said is missing from dating apps is like that chemical testing you can't test that on the apps right well, you do when you meet and then you go out that's yeah, when right. you test it right okay um of course like anything religious people and conservatives weren't down for these little innocent petting parties and went as far as to call it dangerous why you wonder it's just snuggling well they saw physical contact between young repressed men and or between young repressed men and, and women as another sign of the moral decline that was seizing the nation. So remember, flappers started to come out and those were rebellious. Those were women cutting their hair, dancing, singing, smoking. You weren't supposed to drink, all those things, right? So these cuddling parties to these religious conservatives was just an example of the destruction of society. Okay, yeah. and let's be honest, some of them weren't just cuddling, I'm sure. Right, exactly. Um, so I kind of broke this down into like sections, kind of like how you'd write a paper. Okay. So we're going to start with, I don't know why I labeled this. So this is going to be fun. An over the clothes orgy by many names. Oh, that's why. So uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about petting parties and what they were referred to in different areas of the U.S. Like the, the names for them. Okay. And I just hope that some of our high school teachers are following this podcast now, because here we are doing essays by our own free will research projects. So maybe we did learn more than we realized, Jenna. Sure. Something stuck. Sure. When I couldn't even figure out the class I failed was called anthropology. Yeah, but see, it's because it's got to be stuff we're interested in, like dicks, wine, dildos, you know, fun stuff. Petting parties. <laughs> All right. So the Washington Times first mentioned petting parties in a 1915 story where they were described as consisting of, quote, cozy corners and twossing in general. Twossing. T-W-O-S-I-N-G. I looked that up on Google and it brought up absolutely nothing. So that is totally a made up name. I don't know if the article that I got this from got it, got, got it wrong or like Maybe. it wasn't even in the Urban Dictionary. Maybe you had uh, your like mommy filter on your Google. 
Have I ever had a mommy filter on my Google? Here, I brought up something on uh, on Urban Dictionary, but it's not petting. It's about a cigarette, tossing a right. cigarette. Right. So yeah. whatever. Huh. I don't know. But right. the, the phenomenon of petting parties, it spread quickly throughout the U.S. and took on many names. Regionally, cuddling could be referred to as several things. Southerners called it, and my mom calls it too, this, necking. Oh, I've heard that. I caught the necking. I hate that. It's weird. In the Western part of the U.S., it was called, this is gross, mushing. Ew, that's worse than necking. You want to mush? Oh, I wonder if that's worse. It's mushy. It's a mushy movie comes from. Maybe. A lot of kissing. But I know why you don't like necking is because the visual I get is of a Canadian goose's neck. No. (laughs) Like, you know, like. I just get a visual of like really horrible makeout session, like drooly makeout session. Oh, the kind where you always slobbering all over your neck and shit. (laughs) And you could smell it when it dries. Like spit. Yeah. Gross. In the Midwest, uh, they called it fussing, which is so funny because in the South you say don't like fussing, like is means like don't fuss, you know, you're fussing with something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like a baby he's fussing. We say that about babies. Right. Stop being so fussy. Stop yeah. fussing. What you fussing over? Yeah. That's weird. Uh, we've all heard, the, and we still use this term to this day, spooning. Oh, yeah. That was quite, that was like a universal, or yeah, it was a universal way that the flappers referred to it. But we use it meaning like big spoon, little spoon. So they used it in Sorry. a way that meant actually could be making out. Yeah, that's like the cuddling parties uh, was spooning. That was universal. Sorry. And when flappers started talking about the parties, they called it snuggle pupping, which I think is my favorite one out of the mall is snuggle pupping. That's, that's cute. cute. <laughs> Makes you think of like when I give my uh, Lincoln kisses and stuff. Yeah. Snuggling. Yeah. Snuggle pupping. Okay. I remember so now let's get the, down. Well, sorry. On, on the Simpsons, whenever Marge and Homer want to have sex, they call it snuggling. Oh, I'm sure a lot of parents do that. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's time to get down to the dirty part. What happened at these parties? Yes, finally. Cuddle or petting parties were places where young men and women could explore kissing, touching, and other aspects of physical contact. However, it's important to note, you pervert Jesse, that <laughs> parties included everything but sleeping together and that those in attendance stuck to one partner. So it wasn't like a key party. It wasn't like a swingers party. It was, you got there. So again, referring back to the Tinder, you pick one person, you go out on a date, you spend the whole time with them, but it was a safe environment for them to show sexuality and like affection because that was kind of looked down upon if you weren't married. And safer, I imagine for women, you know, to do it like in public sort of. Yeah. Well, it was more, it was harder on women. Like I, I believe so. Yeah. That, you know, the, the women were the ones that would get the bad name if they went on multiple dates with different men. Yeah. So my question about these parties then is when you get there, is that when you pick your person or do you arrive with somebody? That I am not too sure about. Okay. I don't know. They didn't really say that. I, I have a feeling you arrived solo or with friends. Okay. That's what I was thinking too. But I was like, you wouldn't want to be the girl or guy that's like stuck without anybody picking you. Like I have flashbacks to middle school getting picked on the sports team. I mean, if it's even numbers, there's really no choice. <laughs> exactly. Unless you get somebody that's disgusting, then what do you just, 
oh, I feel sick. I got to go. <laughs> yeah, really? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so these parties weren't that risque, heavy petting above the clothes stuff. It's kind of like, you know, I, I pictured as a singles buffet, but you can only pick one dish to try, but you can have as much of that dish as you want. Interesting. Well, not as much as you want. Cause you got to keep the clothes on. Right. <laughs> True. Now we're going to talk about the ladylike aspect. Is it ladylike? Of course not. Uh, flappers. They came onto the scene. They had short hair, short dresses, lots of makeup, and they were participating in drinking, smoking, dancing, heaven for fucking bid. Oh, God. Right? They were free spirits, and they countered many of the traditional notions of femininity and appropriate behavior for women. So they were, in a sense, like feminists, you know? screw what society thinks we should be we're gonna have fun we're gonna enjoy our lives you know and do it underground though (laughs) unfortunately well they had to i guess but you're right it's funny like that definition would apply to them but because they were so rebellious like that and they just wanted to be free snuggle pupping these parties was an extension of this do you know what i mean like that's why flappers took to this party scene because that was just another way to say, fuck the patriarchy and what everybody says women should be. Why can't yeah. we date and, you know, explore our sexuality? Totally. Um, they weren't the only women taking part in public petting, though. In general, women at petting parties participated in activities that were considered by their elders as immoral and impure. Besides that, these parties were most popular on college campuses. <laughs> College students were participating in intimate petting on a regular basis. Colleges were places where youth could explore and push boundaries, just much like the flappers. And in the bedroom, that's what they did. You know, according to one study from the 1920s, 92% of college students participated in petting and those who didn't felt like outsiders. Yeah, I would have participated, wouldn't have you? And look, she doesn't answer. I actually like the rule of having to leave your clothes on because it almost creates a bit of excitement. Like when you have boundaries, and I believe our conscious cock interview talked about this too. When you have boundaries, it allows you to play within the boundaries without, what I'm trying to say is like, let's say you're, you're snuggling with a guy and you have to leave your clothes on, but all of a sudden he can take his pants off. It's like, oh, there's his dick. Now you have to suck it or play with it. Like with leaving the clothes on really limits what you can do. Well, I think they're looking for a connection first. Yeah. Not every connection is sex, right? That's true. Sometimes sex comes after the connection that's made. But like their their petting was literally showing affection like anyone would do on a first date. Cuddling, arm around, like that was taboo in society to do unless you were married. So that's why these petting parties, while in your mind, Jesse, you're thinking of them as sex parties, they really weren't. They were safe spaces where young People of opposite sex could come together and not be shy about getting to know someone in an intimate way, which makes you wonder why so many marriages that back then probably were awful because they didn't show it was bad to show affection, physical affection towards each other. Yeah, isn't that weird? And that's would have been the era where they had separate beds, even remember, right. like the 50s. You know, who's not needing a put up? puppy party what the fuck are they called petting party is jennifer lopez and ben affleck did you see those paparazzi videos the other week (laughs) no they're like eating each other's face at a restaurant right in front of her kids it was like really awkward it's aggressive i don't want to see my parents make out ever 
So there's a happy medium between that oppression and JLo. <laughs> yeah. So here you have it right now. People are starting to feel liberated. They're willing to explore their sex, uh, sexuality in a fairly innocent way. People are breaking down barriers. They are no longer Ooh. conforming. So, of course, what happens? Oh, all the fun stopped. Conservatives come and piss all over the party. Yeah. In 1921, a woman who, according to my Google lookup, isn't even famous. Her name is Mrs. Augustus Trowbridge. She spoke to college students at Wesley College about the dangers of, quote, petting parties. She didn't mince her words when she associated the pastime with vulgarity and revolting badness. Wow. And Trowbridge wasn't the only one who saw petting and cuddling as a sign of rapid moral decline. The Women's Christian Temperance Union spoke out against them as well, as did the Conservative League, or Conservative League of American Women in New York. I guess it's because they think the intentions, even if you're leaving your clothes on and you're not having sex, your intention is probably kind of like you want to. I think too, a lot of conservative religious people feel like anything that's outside of what is normal to them or, or holy to them is wrong. And that's not true. There's many different ways to live your life. Um, so eventually these parties did become illegal in some areas. Like it was kind of a city slash state sort of thing in Atlantic city, New Jersey, which we've all seen fucking Snooki get hammered and arrested on the boardwalk. Yeah. Uh, that was Atlantic city, right? Well, that was not Jersey shore. She's in Jer Jersey. Atlantic city is in Jersey. Oh, well, yeah. so you're asking the wrong girl. Uh, in Atlantic city, police officers would go as far as to throw ice on people at petting parties. And in Pittsburgh, couples were even fined for spooning. Wow. Wow. Like, could you imagine that as your job if you were that cop? Like, what a party pooper. I hope that cop suffers from um, erectile dysfunction for the yeah. rest of his life. I don't know. And I, I, only, I only say it's a he because back then there was no female cops. So, oh, well, I can't decide whether if I was that cop, I'd get a kick out of dumping the ice or if I'd be like, cool, I'd be like, just let them have their fun. I would, they're petting, they're not fucking. Yeah, I know, but obviously they wanted to cool them down. See what right. I'm saying? Even with the clothes on, I think you could get pretty hot and heavy. Dry humping. So fears that cuddling and petting would result in sleeping with someone outside of marriage. <gasps> See? That led to laws like the one from Norfelt, Arkansas. Gotta love fucking Arkansas. In 1925, it prohibited unmarried men and women from sleeping together within city limits. But outside in the country, yeehaw, let's <laughs> uh, go to the Ottawa Valley. Okay. And from the sound of this city, Norfelt, it sounds like it's pretty tiny. So you may have to walk five minutes to get outside of city limits. <laughs> and then what, but maybe if it's that small, who are you going to find in the country? A troll under a bridge? That you're <laughs> not already married to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Uh, but don't worry, you know, just because they were illegal in some areas, they were still happening in others. Um, but much like dating in 2021 and Tinder, there were some aspects of these parties that didn't always sit right with women. Okay. In an anonymous letter to Photoplay magazine, one woman just one woman described the challenges of this phenomenon. She wrote that. Quote, boys all seem to do it and don't seem to come back if you don't do it also. We girls are at our wits end to know what to do. So what that reveals is how relationships between men and women were complicated, actually, by increasing physical contact. And like Tinder, it's that we, I thought we clicked. So like, basically, it's like, 
I think she's saying like they do it and they won't come back unless you're into it too. Like it's the pressure the beginning of like, you know, like your first boyfriend, if he wanted to go like to second base and you weren't comfortable with it sort of deal, then maybe he would have dumped you, you know, like that pressure started to come onto relationships with increasing physical contact. Cause in my, in my opinion, that's when expectations are set in a physical way. Interesting. That's a really interesting conversation. And maybe this is a whole other episode, but I'm curious what you think about that. Like how far in a dating situation should you not lie, but like maybe pretend you're into baseball if you're not, because he's obsessed with baseball. I just, I'm too old for that now. I don't want to lie. I have no energy to lie. I, you know, if you're going to get into a relationship when you're almost 36 years old, you want to be your hundred percent genuine self, your days of trying to be the person that you think your partner wants. Those should be over by now. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I agree with you when it comes to interest and stuff, but I still think there's a courtship. Like we all have to sort of act a certain way. Like if I'm trying to be impress a really hot guy, I'm not going to act the same way that I act in front of you. You know what I mean? At least not for a while. I think that is just something that happens naturally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think so. that you act certain different ways around people that you trust and know. And, you know, I wouldn't act the same way again with my boyfriend as I do with you. Like, right. yeah. but I also wouldn't act the same way with one of my other best friends, the way I act with you, you know? Yeah. Every relationship's different. Every relationship's different. Okay. Um, this whole like increasing physical contact, causing more issues. Um, in the late 40s and 50s, a biologist and sexologist named Alfred Kinsey found that before the 1920s, so before these petting parties, 86% of women had never slept with anyone before marriage. <gasps> After the 20s, that number fell to 61%. You go, girl, get it. Right. I like that Kinsey guy. He's also the one responsible for the Kinsey scale that says everybody's a little right. bit bisexual. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Sure. (laughs) Well, maybe not us. We're on one extremes, but we, you and I are like the extremes. They say most people, I think, especially straight guys, are a little bit bisexual. (laughs) Because of this change in attitude towards sexuality and showing intimacy and stuff started to shift and change. People started to have sex with multiple partners going on dates was normal. The parties faded because there was no longer a need for them. I see. Because you could you could cuddle at home without uh, fear. But, you know, couldn't you do that anyway? And you wouldn't get caught necessarily. Sorry, like, what? Like you could have a guy you're interested in over to cuddle at home. But who's going to stop? Like, were they checking? Were they going door to door? Like, hey, are you right. cuddling in here? I don't think it was about like the authorities. I think it was more about the perception of the public and people and your family. You're right. You don't and want and to that be was seen as a floozy. And you'd say, why was Simon going into Jane's house? Yeah. Right. But... As it became less and less taboo because more people realized it was a great way to live your life, you know, (laughs) that's why these parties ended. That's why flappers kind of faded away too, because there wasn't a need for them anymore. It was no longer taboo for women to have a good time and dance and wear makeup and, you know. Yeah. So we evolved out of the petting parties. Um, They also maybe Go ahead. Sorry. Right. Oh, I, I was just at the last paragraph. I said, if petting parties are rare today, it's not because they're not fun, but because we no longer need them. And well, now I think they've evolved too. I think they've evolved to swingers parties, key parties, sex clubs. That's just, to me, there's not much of a difference. Yeah. The level of intimacy, like the level of what you're doing yeah. is different. Right. But the whole concept of 
going and exploring with different partners is kind of, you know, even though the petting parties, you stuck to one, but like, you know, maybe some people that go to sex clubs, they only pick one partner for that one night. I don't, I wouldn't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's on the bucket list. Right. Well, I think maybe they should come back these petting parties because people are going to be very awkward after this pandemic and, you know, not know how to date. Have you not been to a bar after 11 p.m. on like a Saturday (laughs) night? They're petting parties. (laughs) Every dance floor in every bar and club is a petting party. Yeah. We really have no need for petting parties. You're right. Yay. Yay. For liberating our sexualities and not being afraid to show and express it. Especially for women. What a long way that women have come since that. If you really think about it from, from those days of flappers being taboo to Christina Aguilera's dirty video. Hello. Yeah. I mean, remember Vanessa Williams was a Miss USA pageant winner and got her crown taken away because there was a, I don't even think it was a dirty video. I think it was like a topless photo that she did in Playboy or something. Yeah. Was it even topless? Yes, it was topless. Yeah. But but so what? Exactly. To think now that that was like, (gasps) you know, it's hilarious. Like in our, in an interview we did with, um, uh, who talked about how every celebrity has, um, an OnlyFans page now. Like it's, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, our last interview with Erica Rhodes. Thank you. Yes. Yes, I remember you saying that now. Go listen yeah. to it. That was a fun one. It was really fun. Um, or no, oh, shit. You got to cut this out now because this is coming out first. Well, no, we're leaving this in though because it's going to be too hard to cut out. <laughs> so let's correct ourselves instead. So we're filming out of order. So the one that's coming up on Wednesday... <laughs> Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. Just keep looking and checking our YouTube channel for the fucking interview, right? Yeah, don't. Yeah, why do you listen to us? Just follow us on social. Everything's organized there. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have a lot of fun with those YouTube videos, and we would love it if other people would appreciate the hard work we put into them. Well, these history ofs do quite well. I, th- I wonder if any teachers are like pulling up our YouTubes and showing them in class. I hope so. Sure as hell, hope not. Depends on the class, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> please if you are a teacher thinking of using any of these episodes do your own research and just double check our facts yeah we make no claims to be correct about any of this right other than the fact that we're glad petting parties are no longer needed but we need a date you and i so <laughs> hit up a sex club when they open yeah. <laughs> cheers cheers